We are here at the ISM 2000 conference in Orlando, Florida. Fabulous conference. If you're not here, you're really missing it. You folks need to get plugged in to ISM. We have two special guests with us. We have ML Peck, who's the Chief Content and Engagement Officer for the Institute for Supply Management. And we have Donna Sakali, who is the Director of Audience Development for ThomasNet.com, another great organization. Pull out your iPads or your computers and go to ThomasNet.com. Check them out. But they're here today to talk about the 30 Under 30 program, a program that they, between them, created four years ago. Would that be right? Uh, who's got that answer, ML? So thank you, first of all, for having us, Tim and Lou. We really appreciate it. And uh, ISM and ThomasNet got together, and we were talking about the program four or five years ago, and we actually launched the first program at our annual, at ISM's annual conference in 2014 in Las Vegas. Right, okay. So uh, we've just honored the third year uh, of recipients. Ah. The uh, program honors 30 supply chain rock stars that are 30 years or under as of December 31st. Okay. And um, it's an opportunity for these stars to be a shining example of just how exciting and rewarding a career in supply chain is, uh, to attract more younger people, millennials, pretty soon Gen Zs, to the supply chain field. And also to raise awareness of the value and the unique value and capabilities that millennials bring. No doubt, no doubt. Now, Donna, um, how, how did Thomas Nutt get involved in and, and more importantly, what do you look for in the, the 30 under 30? Well, again, thanks, Tim, for having us today. Um, I think the program was a natural fit for ISM and Thomas Nutt because we have a 100-year history together. Um, Way back in the day, um, a sales rep from Thomas Register brought together a group of purchasing agents um, to, to talk about what are the challenges in what they do, and that became the National Association of Purchasing Managers. <laughs> New York was the first chapter, which then springboarded into the um, national or global, I always forget how we say this. Anyway. So we've had a long history together. We right. share missions. We share missions in, in helping supply chain professionals do their jobs better. And the way you do that is by bringing talented individuals into the organization. And I think the 30 Under 30 program um, effectively does that. So we came up with the idea about five years ago, and we finally had the opportunity to sit down and put the program together. And we can't tell you uh, how happy we've been since then that the objectives that ML just stated, they're true. We're making a difference. Millennials are now choosing supply chain as, a, as an option. And I think, ML, there's a stat around that? Um, there is. And so in our first year of winners uh, in 2014, the 20, they, 17% of them proactively chose supply management as a career. Right. We just surveyed the 2016 winners, and 40% oh, of them wow. proactively chose supply management as a career. So, you know, in addition to the 30 Under 30 program, obviously, ThomasNet and ISM, we have a lot of other um, initiatives to help really, again, raise the awareness of supply chain as a viable and rewarding career. Um, but what we've been able to, I think, get across through this 30 Under 30 program and what the winners themselves, who are all very impressive, have been able to really demonstrate is that, you know, the decisions that they're making, even at that young age, are affecting their company's brand, their competitive positioning, and their bottom line performance. These winners are true role models for future supply chain leaders and also for people that are currently 
I'd like to say one thing uh, about what Thomas was and what Thomas is. And we had the pleasure of speaking with uh, uh, Tony Upoff a few moments ago, the new president of Thomas, that Thomas Register was exactly that. It was a big telephone book years ago, and it survived that for a hundred years, mm-hmm. or maybe a little less than I uh, Thomas Register went to their 100th edition, yes, it okay, did. Okay, so they did make it to the 100, but now you're taking on a whole different uh, platform of being more than just a, um, a yellow page. It's mm-hmm. to supply address and phone numbers of possible uh, suppliers. You're now going deeper into uh, training, into the people who are involved in uh, uh, supply chain. And I think it's a uh, completely and radical change that Thomas is going through. Absolutely. And, and I think it's terrific. I really do. And uh, the work the two of you do for the common good of the millennials is uh, great, considering that the millennials have had a bad rap for a bit, right. and now we're beginning to see a different millennial. Right. So, uh, well, you know, we look at, we get hundreds of nominations. Uh, the number increase every year. They're more qualified every year. And the job becomes harder every year. So <laughs> <laughs> really does. Um, it's a very time-intensive um, project. We take it very seriously. But when we look at, when we look at the nominations, who, you know, who are we looking for? And we're looking for those that have acute business acumen, right? But it goes beyond that. They're multi-talented. Uh, they ch- they can juggle things. They're multitasking. Um, they're natural leaders. They're quick on their feet, right? That's number one. We look for movers and shakers within the organization. They motivate and mobilize. They're mobilizing those individuals that work for them, you know, uh, horizontally to them and to the major stakeholders. And they're getting this done. People are taking direction from them. It's it's so impressive. And finally, you know, they're trailblazers. The things that make them win are firsts. First, first one in the organization to uh, create this process, or to revamp this process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think at the end of the day, the, the final um, criteria is passion. It's not a job. It is a passion when you meet them in person, when they talk about their jobs, their careers, the smiles, the... Um, they're proud, the pride that comes through, and it's something that we always talk about. There's pride in supply chain management, and if I've ever seen it, it's it's from these 30, 60, and now 90 individuals that we work with. Do you, do you have any uh, stats on, for example, the first year uh, winners as to what's happened to any of them in so, the 30, mm-hmm. the three years since? So we keep in touch with the previous cohorts, and um, we are at some point, we've been talking about doing a where are they now, but we don't think three years is quite enough time. Right. So um, probably in the next couple, within the next couple of years, we will have a where are they now. But as you would expect, they are all advancing, and they're all moving forward, and they are continuing to make change. Some have decided to pursue more of a more focus on their education. Some have um, gone higher up in the supply chain, different industries. They love change. They love switching. They're very uh, flexible and open, and they want to lead. 
And so with those sorts of characteristics, we're seeing what you would expect to see. Advancement, I mean, people want to recruit them. If you meet them, you talk to them, you want to hire them. Their passion, for Donna's point, comes through. And then they can back up that passion with really strong technical skills. Well, I just wanted to add to that. If you saw the keynote that Tom Gary did this morning, uh, he had introduced the keynote, and then he introduced the class of uh, 30 under 30, and he came right out and said there's going to be a lot of business cards uh, <laughs> coming their way. They are now highly sought after, and that just, again, I, sometimes I, I think of us like proud mothers of, of what we can help these kids do. And I, and I would just add on the flip side of that as well, too, the companies that the uh, num that the winners represent, those companies become sought after by millennials, right? Because millennials can see that the companies really value the unique differences that they bring, that they, can, they value efficiency, that they value um, contributions over seniority. You're also creating, like, the cultural changes within the companies, which then become to draw to more young folks, young professionals that like that type of environment. So they're right. exacting that change as well. Right. Has there been, you had mentioned a moment ago about millennials, they like change, they like working mm -hmm. for different companies. That, that was one of the things that uh, I think turned some people off about millennials, that they were looking to, you know, the work for a year, two years, three years, then they go to another job, that they, they don't find a home and stick with it. So I think there's a, that's a little bit of a misnomer. When you look okay. at um, last year's megawatt, Amy mm -hmm. Fluke, she has Amy, or Amy Georgie with Fluke. Fluke. With Fluke, she has been with Fluke for several years, nearly a decade, I right? Would, yeah. Um, but I think companies need to understand what millennials are looking for as well too. Right. It's not just about the fast advancement. They want to be challenged. They want account. They want accountability. They want ownership. And I will tell you, as somebody who supervises people. Oh my God, that is a dream come true. <laughs> right. Most, most of your issues are because people won't take accountability. These, these, this cohort, they want to own it and run with it. So we do need to be more flexible as hiring managers, and we do need to understand and maybe adapt a little bit to their style to get more in return. They will work, you know, they're, they're not going to come in and work in a cubicle from 9 to 5 with an hour lunch. That's just not their style. They're going to be on their phones. You might think that they're texting, but they probably are either on a social, a social media group or if they are texting, they're texting a supplier. It's not all personal. They just do things differently. Right. And the best companies are starting to accommodate that and recognize that. These kids will come in and, yeah, they'll put eight hours into the office. Um, might knock off an hour early to go to their kids' recital. But then they're going to put five more hours in between, you know, 8 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. So it's just having that flexibility and being open to change. Um, the worst thing you can tell a millennial is, well, that, that's just the, the way we've always done things. And I think that's what ha was happening in a lot of these larger organizations. Because these kids want to make a difference. They want to impact their community, their workforce, their team, and their company. And if they don't that they can, then they're not motivated to stay. They just have different motivators. I think I spoke to one of the winners last night, and he said, oh, no, I've been with my company for six years. Now, remember, these, these kids are in their 20s. Mm -hmm. So right. six years, it's, again, it, it is a It's quite a commitment. Yeah. yeah, and he was extremely proud of it. He said, he said, a lot of my friends, they're on their second, third job, he said. I love what I do. I love where I am. And he didn't even let on 
spit that he would ever, you know, be interested in moving, and it's because of all that ML just said. He's challenged daily. He is making changes. Good commitment. Good commitment. Good commitment. And Bill, I wanted to uh, divert just for a second because there's something very unique happening in supply chain. You've seen it over the last 10 years. Where supply chain used to be a back office basement operation, and now it is a strategic C-suite mm -hmm. operation. And these millennials, I can see why they're excited about their future. Mm -hmm. But ISM has done a lot with you and Tom Derry and the rest of your team to lead, not follow the trend, but to lead the trend with ISM and all of the things that you're, you put together. Could you speak about that? It's going to be terribly exciting for you. It is very exciting. And, um, you know, the, the reason we do that is because that is our, our mission. Our mission is to advance the, the practice of procurement. Um, and you can't do that if you don't lead. Um, but everything that we do is developed for practitioners by practitioners. And I think that's kind of our secret sauce, right? Um, anything, the mastery model, uh, the CPSM, EISM, we don't do this in an ivory tower. We don't. We do our research, but then we really work with practitioners. We're talking with them daily, trying to understand um, what are they seeing, what are some of the needs that they have, what trends are they foreseeing. Um, it's, it's just basically serving our customers. Um, and the 30 Under 30 program is one of the best things that we can do to help our customers and advance the practice. And so as we were speaking with Thomas Ned about that, we were both organizations completely aligned on that. We knew that there was a supply chain shortage basically in talent for supply chain. And it was affecting by the vitality of our industry. And if something didn't happen, if, if, if we didn't take a stand and, and try to address this issue, it was going to fall off the cliff. So we felt very, very strongly about what we did with this program. And you know, Donna, you may want to add more to that. But that's why we came together, is to address this huge talent management shortage, Absolutely. including some of the misperceptions that are out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even think I can answer that. It was so well said. It's, it's, well, it's, a, it's a great idea, and the trick is how to expand it, keep it going, and just mm -hmm. keep blowing it up. Mm -hmm. 30 under 30 is uh, an interesting number, but we have tens of thousands of people out there that deserve the same kind of recognition and training and uh, acknowledgement. So maybe you'll do a hundred, no, thirty under a hundred. <laughs> under a hundred, yeah. No, that's, that's my group. <laughs> and so the reason we started with the thirty under thirty was because there was a major, major issue of attracting younger talent to supply chain. Supply chain has, a, has had and still primarily does have a, a reputation issue. Um, it's not seen as the interesting, uh, rejuvenating function that it is. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot more, we've made up a lot more ground, as you said, moving from back office to strategic, right. because that it does become more attractive to, to students um, as they're selecting majors and things like that, right? Um, Steve, Steve Jobs and Tim Cook made a big deal about supply chain and really raised awareness of that. Uh, Mary Barra with uh, GM, and as we're seeing more and more of those role models coupled with programs like that, this, I think will help address that shortage, but we specifically started with 30 under 30 because that's where the talent was, 
it, the, the gaps were. We had managers. We had people above managers. Mm -hmm. They were getting ready to retire, and they had nobody backfilling them. So right. we had to start somewhere, and we had to start with something that we could commit to and do with 100% dedication. And so that's where we started with 30 under I think you should do a 30 under 75. <laughs> <laughs> so ML, They're still out there. ML, the skills gap, which is so often talked about, Oregana and the skills gap, how, is, how do you see that? I mean, clearly 30 under 30 is helping to backfill that, as you were talking about. Is there big, is, is, are you beginning to make progress? Are the, the universities, I know that Michigan State University has a supply chain uh, uh, curriculum where you can graduate with a degree. Are the universities now flowing on board with this and saying, wow, we got to jump on this because this is the future for our students? I, I would say that over the last several years, we've seen a, a pretty significant increase in the number of colleges and universities offering a supply chain major, whether that's logistics, procurement, supply chain, right? Right. Um, so that is very good, and it is, it is a good uh, feeder. But we're still finding oftentimes students are falling into it. Or we hear, uh. you know, I went to school for marketing or finance or business, and I took a supply chain class, and my teacher was really passionate, and it got me passionate. Okay. We want them to intentionally choose it. Um, but, you know, there is another interesting that thing that you raise is when you, you look at skills, and you look at the skills that are needed in business um, and the skills that these millennials bring. And Donna was mentioning some really interesting trends that we noticed from these winners and from our interviews and discussions with them. Yeah, they, uh, there's a couple that they all have, right? So communication. Um, somebody, uh, one other publication, media publication, that actually surveyed about half of our winners, 72% of them said that communication was the most important skill. Now, when you think about millennials, right, you don't... I think to ML's point before, you know, maybe right. people don't think that texting is, is communication, right? But as ML said earlier, they're making decisions that affect brand, um, the competitor, you know, your competitive position, and your bottom line. These are very highly visible. To make those changes, you need to communicate. Right. You're convincing stakeholders that are usually, if not two times your age, three times your age. Right. So that's another trend you know, a, a bad rap that millennials are getting. And I, and I think the best example I can give, give of that is our very first megawatt winner, mm -hmm. Katie Maynard, um, Katie Conrad. She was nominated by David Allen. Um, they were both of Shell. David retired last year. Okay. So the age gap was incredible. But for them to work together, it was all about communication. Um, and I just really find that they, you don't think that they think it's important they know it's important, and they're really, really good at it. Whether that's text, whether that's an email, whether that's in you know in, in uh, creating relationships with suppliers, crazy. So that's number one. The second thing, when we asked them who their role models were, they said their parents. And this Fascinating. Is the, the third year in a row. Fascinating. So it is right. Fascinating. Um, and. I, I don't even know what else to say about that, but it just shows you the kind of people these, these kids are. Um, and also, they're big on giving back. They work hard. Yeah, that's great. They have families, but they're making time to mentor others because a lot of them have mentors, um, have been mentored, you know, in supply chain, and they also volunteer a lot. And 
the last thing that I can say about them, after meeting them in person, right? So we look at the nominations on paper, and then we do some interviews via the phone. But you meet them, they're humble. They, they're saving companies $26 million, $13 million. They're humble, they're thankful, they're grateful for the um, leeway that they've gotten in the company and for the nominations. And to me, um, everybody says millennials have chip on their sh chips on their shoulders, etc. They are grateful individuals. Where do we get some? Great. <laughs> yeah, right. Again, it's heartwarming to me. Yeah, of this, this program of has really changed the way I think a lot of um, about a lot of things out there. And to me, that's a huge, you know, a huge testament to the program. That's, that's excellent. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned parents because manufacturing as a whole has not done as well in convincing mm -hmm. parents that that's a good choice for their children. But clearly procurement and supply chain and logistics add. So congratulations to both of you, to ThomasNet, to ISM, for putting together and tracking a terrific program that can do nothing but have these millennials talking to other millennials and word of mouth excitement, passion, enthusiasm will carry that program forward. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Thanks for having appreciate us. It. We appreciate it. it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>